Welcome back to FNA Van Life, the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And today we're going to be talking with some guests, Kels and Jay. They are an awesome couple who are currently living in a self-converted school bus with their cat. Yeah, which that cat is awesome. Yeah. We, got, we got to meet them the other day for the first time, which was pretty, pretty awesome. It was really just out of nowhere. Yeah, so if you're new to the podcast, we're Frankie and Alex, obviously. We're converting a Ram ProMaster right now. We spent all of last year traveling in our Dodge Sprinter, uh, which was a 2003. She needed way too much love than we wanted to continue to give her. And if you guys want to know more about that, like, and actually see it visually, you can check us out on YouTube. Just search FNA Van Life. Really easy to find us. It will also be linked in the description below. Right. So right now we are currently converting our second van build, which is so much work. Yeah. And we almost forgot how much work it was. I mean, I did forget how much work it was. <laughs> and then actually this last week we did kind of like a retrospective YouTube video and I was looking at all the old videos of us working on the streets of Brooklyn, New York and mm. how dirty and gross that old van was when we first got it and was like, oh my God, I can't believe we did that. There was at least like an inch of, uh, of dust and grime oh. that we had to get rid of first before we even able to start building and let alone the countless mechanic things we had to do. Oh my God. It was, a, it was definitely a nightmare and all a new experience to Alex and I. Yeah. So now that we're building our second van, how we met Kels and Jay, well, we've kind of seen them online for a while. They also have a YouTube channel and our accounts are kind of around the same size. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've been watching them for a while, vice versa. Um, and we were driving between the place that we're building our van and Frankie's mom. And along that drive is this really beautiful bridge in Florida called the Skyway Bridge. Yeah. And a ton of nomads actually park up over there. I would say every single time we've passed it so far, there's definitely at least like three or four buses and a couple of rigs over there. Yeah, it's really popping. And it's Super like it's poppin'. like all four. So like on the one side of the bridge, both the north and south side, and then on the other side of the bridge, both sides as well. There's nomads everywhere. And what I what I think makes it so unique, that spot, is that you're right on like a beach. And then on top of that, you have the Skyway Bridge, which is lighting up all these different colors at night, which makes it such a cool place to stay at night, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So it's like good vibes. It you know? is good vibes, yeah. And at night, I would imagine, because that bridge is pretty busy in the day, mm-hmm. but whenever we've driven it at night, it's not very busy at all. No. So it would get really nice and quiet at night, which would be beautiful. Yeah, so we we met them there. We got to uh, go explore their rig. They asked Well, us, how did we end up there? Oh, so as we were driving over the Skyway Bridge... I noticed uh, this bus, and the bus was actually Jess from Traveling Buffalo Studios. Painted Buffalo Sorry. Traveling Studio. Painted Buffalo Travel Studios. It's funny because she's botched her name before, so I think we're all good, you know? <laughs> but yeah, Painted Buffalo Travel Studios, which we actually did a van tour, and we met her up, or a bus tour, and we met her up in Washington at a rest area just randomly. Yeah, we randomly met her there, and then we happened to be driving by, and we saw her bus, and we were like, let's go say hi to Jess. Yeah, and like a week or two prior to that, actually probably about a month prior to that, she invited us out and asked us if we were going to the tiny home festival and unfortunately we weren't able to because we were building out a rig and we had to really dedicate all our time to that yeah so anyways we drive over to see jess and as we're driving over to see jess we recognize cal's and jay's bus and they were parked literally 
maybe a couple rigs down from Jess, and they were actually all hanging out together, which yeah. was super funny. Mm-hmm. They were even with another family. A family of six, too. Yeah, so. the Beehive. The Beehive, yeah. Yeah, that's with them on Instagram. Yep. So all these bus life people, bus life is its own kind of like niche within the van life community. Mm-hmm. It's very much bus lifers know bus lifers. If you're a bus lifer and you're on Instagram, you probably follow every other single bus life account. Yeah. Every other bus life account follows you. It's very... Um, and it goes the same for like RV life. Like RV yeah. life, people know RV life. And van stuff. life as well, too. Like when we're talking to our friends, nautical nomads who have a bus, we're like, oh, do you know these people? And they're like, no, no. we don't know them. And they're like, do you know these guys? And we're like, no, they have don't a bus. Them. No, we don't know them. Don't know them. So I guess you kind of get like in your own little silo. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so it was really nice to meet them on the beach there. We kicked off our shoes for a couple of minutes and like hung yeah. out and got some tours of the rigs, we which like, was super fun. We were like, we're only going to be here for 10 minutes. We wound up being there for an hour. At least. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, it was really nice to meet them in person finally, which was fun. And then we reached out maybe a week or so later and was like, Hey, would you guys want to do a podcast? And they were like, absolutely. absolutely. So that's who our conversation is with today. Yeah. And honestly, it was a great conversation and what it made me realize is that a lot of us are in it for the same reasons. Like we love to explore. We love meeting new people on the road. And I think a lot of us also get into it originally to travel for about a year. And then we quickly realize that we want to keep living this lifestyle. We want to keep meeting people. And like everybody in bus life and van life are very much on the same wavelength when it comes to like thought process on how they want to live. And yeah, it's just, it's incredible. You know? Yeah. And so once you hit that one year mark, if you haven't already, you kind of have to start figuring out how you're going to start making money while you're traveling. Um, because, you know, unless you have, I mean, there's a lot of two of the buses that were there at this Clearwater, you know, meetup were veterans. Yep. So they both have military pensions, which is mm-hmm. very nice. And they're still quite young. Yeah. Um, so they're, you know, living off of this pension, which is great. Yeah, but it's a lot one of way us, to be funded. Yeah, a lot of us don't have that. Um so we gotta find backing. alternative ways. And one of the alternative ways is YouTube. So that's why you wind up seeing a lot of like bus lifers or van lifers take on YouTube, not only for the fact of making money. But we all want to document our lives. Like, we want to be able to look back on this and be like, wow, that was quite an adventure. You know what I mean? Like, we want to look back and see all the places we've been and, like, truly the unique moments that we're going through, like the rough times and the good times. Mm -hmm. Well, even, like, we started the podcast talking about how busted up our first rig was and we really forgot how gross it was until I started going through the videos and I was like... Frank, you gotta see this. It is nasty. Yeah, and so once again, like the those are it's like having a diary that you can watch. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And not to say that like as soon as you get on YouTube, you're gonna start making tons of money. It's very much a labor of love. Yeah. Um, and you've gotta enjoy doing it. You've gotta enjoy making videos, you've gotta enjoy filming <laughs> because you might not get paid for a really long time. And I kind of find it funny because everybody kind of thinks at the moment that you're on YouTube and you have like 10K subscribers, you're like, you're, you're killing it. Like you're making crazy money. That's not the truth. And also they think a lot of people think that 
it takes like 10 seconds to make a video. That is also not the truth. Yeah, it's like, it oh, takes it's so hours. easy. And it's like, no, it's not. I wish it was so easy. But if it was so easy, then everybody would making these, you know, stellar quality videos. I feel like the moment everybody like tries to attempt it and they realize how much work it goes in, they all of a sudden they have a ton of like, like, yo, I got to give you guys kudos. Yeah. And then they're like, and then maybe I don't want to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. So like you could start a YouTube channel for like your own, well, like your own thought, your own like diary type of thing. You don't have to start a YouTube channel to actually like get the subscriber base and all well, that. Well, I saw a funny meme the other day that it was like, you don't have to monetize your hobbies. No, you don't. So if you enjoy making videos and you just want to make videos for the fun and pleasure and like the video diary mm. aspect of it, go for it. Um, and and who knows, maybe you just loving it so much will bring an audience of people who want to enjoy that. Yeah. And there are other ways to make money on the road. Like, you know, you could use, um, marketing for instance, you could use like, um, influencer marketing, or you could do like products that you believe in and make like a Amazon store for and like things like that. Uh, there's there's so many other ways to make money though. Yeah, I feel like those were all kind of like the influencer ways to make money. But if you wanted to make money in like, there's literally a a million and a half digital jobs. Yeah, there's a, and not only just digital. There's also like campsites that you can yeah. Go work there's at physical and, jobs you could do too that could take you even like seasonal stuff that wants to take you around the country. You could do you know one season in each state that needs you during that you know their busy season yeah um yeah yeah, so we actually we have a bunch of podcasts about making money on the road so if that's Mm -hmm. something that interests you definitely go and check those out i I think i always say this one but we even met people on the road that literally find rocks and have them cut and sell rocks yeah i wonder how much money they make doing that. yeah i do too i mean you'd have to find some really cool rocks i mean i'm sure they know where to find them though that's and they know what they're looking for yeah yeah So anyways, let's get into this conversation with Kels and Jay. We're super excited that they uh, wanted to do this with us, and we hope that you enjoy the conversation. Kels and Jay, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. We really appreciate you guys giving us the time. Uh, The first question that we always start with is why bus life? Why van life? I think we've always just like lived like a little bit different. So like we could have like got like an RV or like something but I've, I, me personally, I've always like looked at like alternative ways of living, like whether that was like a shipping container, and then, yeah, then we just we really, want, really wanted to travel. Um, I don't know. I think we just saw, well, I saw a bus conversion. And I just fell in love, yeah. and then it was just a case of trying to get her on board. And then when she was <laughs> wasn't on board, hard. It, was, it was, it was, it was all go ahead from there. I think as well um, with like as like choosing a bus instead of an RV. Like, there's a lot of pros to a a bus so at first jamie was like van life versus bus life and i was like no i there's no way i can downsize to a van which now i'm finding out that i actually probably could but at the time that idea kind of scared me so it was between like rv life and bus life and a lot of the rvs are just way more expensive like the upfront cost um and then we'd still have to like redo it because most rvs aren't that aren't that cute inside Mm -hmm. um as to rvers but um, so then with like taking that into an account, um, just having a bus, I feel like we were able to pay as we went kind of every paycheck we got, we'd be like, all right, let's go to the store and buy more stuff for the bus. So it just kind of like made more sense for us. Yeah. And the DIY part of it, of like building it yourself, making it your own home. Like that's what you're talking about with the, the whole RV compared to like a bus or a van, yeah. you make it your own and all the RVs are very cookie cutter. They're all very much the same. 
So I, we totally understand where you're coming from. We couldn't, especially after living in one for a year that we converted ourselves, mm-hmm. it, I could never go into an RV at that point, you know? And like everything, like, cause it's all DIY. Everything is exactly to your needs. Yeah. Like, if you like if you like working in bed on your laptop, you don't really need like a, a desk area. But if you're someone that needs to be out of bed to feel productive, then like you need a setup to to allow you to do that. And I think that's the most exciting part is you make it exactly to your needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we met you guys the other day, it was really striking to me. I didn't realize how tall you both were. <laughs> like obviously Frankie and I aren't the hugest people, but standing next to you, we were definitely very short. So did that play into consideration when you were looking at like which rigs to purchase? Let's take a quick break to listen to our sponsor. It's us, FNA Van Life. If you're enjoying all the information that you're getting on this podcast, you're going to love our Van Life book. This book is going to take you from thinking and dreaming about Van Life to buying your rig, building it out, and everything that you need to know about being on the road, living Van Life full time. If you want to pick it up, it's available as a Kindle download on Amazon, and we would so appreciate your support. Link in the description below. Yeah, so so when we when we stepped into this bus, we could just about stand up in here. So I'm six four. You're like what five eleven? Like five eleven, five ten. So we could just about stand up in here. And then I knew like on buses you could do roof raise and things like that. So yeah, yeah. That I've never was... seen an RV with a roof raise. No, but they've, they've <laughs> but they normally got pretty good headroom. Yeah. So that did was... you raise the roof on your bus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So that was that, that must was a... have been a big job. Yeah, it <laughs> that's was, a funny story too. It was like when we just started building, so we're like really naive to the whole the whole build thing. I'm a carpenter, so anything with wood, I'm I'm there, I'm good at. But like to work with metal, that was like something I'd never even touched before. Mm. So when we, cut, when we cut the roof off, it actually fell on us with it inside when we were inside it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and we were we were just so naive at that point. We so. were naive. I'll take, I yeah, love this, how this Jamie. One, this one's all on me. Because the whole time I was like, Jamie, this is so sketchy. Like, are you? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, it's good. I was like, the whole roof is like, because we had to cut the whole thing, and then we had it on these beams, and we would have been fine if we bought the more expensive car jacks to like lift it up, but we cheaped out. Which, by the way, if anyone's yeah, planning on doing um, that, don't cheap out on the roof. There's raise. some stuff that you just don't cheap out on, and yeah. that was definitely one of them. So it like. Oh, yeah. It got to a point where it wouldn't raise any further, and then we just we didn't brace it properly, and it yeah. couldn't support the weight, and it basically just fell. Yeah. How how much would you say that it weighed? Because I'm sure once it fell down, you had to get it back up there. Was it something that you could get your hands on and push up, or you needed several <laughs> people? Did not lift. Maybe like a short bus, you could get away with like manhandling. Uh-huh. But like ours is like 36 foot, and it's just all steel, and it's just no. There was no way. We had to eventually put a winch in the tree and then attach it to like a jeep winch and like oh my God. Up and then maneuver it so yeah, yeah. Wild. well so it's very ingenuity of you guys um <laughs> uh, we talk all the time with our community about how you know it's okay to be an amateur when you're going into these things and like you know most people who are building a van like you have the carpentry skills which is amazing most people don't even have that so i feel like yeah, the roof fell on you, but it was a good lesson learned. And, you'll, you know, everybody was fine and you can pass that knowledge along. <laughs> and like now if we were to do another build, it would be done in like a quarter of the time. We'd be like safer with it. Half the time with like doing like van conversions, bus conversions is figuring out how to do it because there's no like off the shelf solution. 
So once you've spent that time learning how to do it the first time, then when it comes around again, if it ever does, you, you'll fly straight through it. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. The, that I feel like, though, that if you keep the build the same as the previous one, you'll fly through it. But oh, if you're yeah. going to try to change things up. Or like upgrade oh, you systems. Are, or You're in for the same awakening. Yeah. We are currently, Frankie, when we first got into our second van build, he was like, I'll be able to build this van in a month. No problem. Yeah. And now we're at like three months and we don't have a single piece of furniture built. But one, of the, one of the biggest differences is like our, our thought process on structuring the walls and stuff were structured for what we're going to be building inside. So like it was a lot of thinking, a lot more thinking than I, I, I anticipated originally, but you know, that's, that's part of it, you know, and it's part of the journey and it's exciting. Yeah. We have our moments where we're just like, we don't want to be there, but uh, you know, you got to just keep pushing, you know, I think that's what makes uh, everybody in this community that builds their own rigs out uh, very unique. Is that like, we all have that, like the willpower to get it done. You know what I mean? So no matter what it takes, you're going to make it happen. Yeah, for sure. Same the same level of crazy. I think you kind of have to be to like put yourself through it. But then once you're on the other side, you like love just sharing all the crazy stories and the the highs and the lows that you experience. Mm -hmm. And so you guys do a lot of that sharing on your YouTube channel. What kind of inspired you to get started over there? So I think oh you go go for it. (laughs) Okay, I think originally um, Jamie's families in England. So it was kind of like a nice way to keep them updated on what's going on. And we've always loved making videos. Like I've made videos since I was like a little girl, I would always like make movie remakes that were horrible and really embarrassing. And I would never (laughs) show anyone again, not even Jamie, but yeah. You need to to throw a couple of those up on the YouTube channel. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them will never, some of them will never be resurfaced, but yeah, I just always loved that and always made videos like for my basketball mm-hmm. team. I would always make the highlight reel. So that's always been kind of a part of me. And I just like going into school always thought, oh, there's no way I can make a career out of this. So I kind of like veered more towards business, which is obviously important to have. Like now we have our own business and stuff like that. But yeah, I think just it's always been a part of us. And then it kind of grew more and more. And then we had a following. We only used to post like once a month. And then it got to the point where we're like, oh, maybe we should post a little more because people would... People actually wanted to see what we we're doing. Like, this, yeah. this is kind of cool. So yeah, then we just started taking it a bit more serious. And I think if you don't if you don't enjoy it, then it, it can be really hard. But we just love it so much. It, like, it's really yeah. easy for us. Uh, I got to ask you guys, what is the most unique uh, part of your, of your bus build? Oh unique they're like looking around right now (laughs) i love the fold out table yeah it's like one of the simplest things but it just has such good functionality i just love Mm -hmm. it is it inside or outside inside but we have one on the outside that you like pull out from under the bus which is like convenient that one that one's kind of cool as well i think something that sets us apart though is definitely the paint job on the outside (laughs) it's like whenever we pull up summer everyone like turns ahead he's like what are these who are these crazy people yeah. we've had people say that to us before one of the first campgrounds we went to um because when we first left we were staying at campgrounds just to kind of get adjusted to bus life mm-hmm. 
this guy, he was like, I have to tell you guys, like I was expecting some crazy people to walk out of that bus. And then you guys walked out and I was pleasantly surprised. And I'm like, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's an insult or like. Two, two reactions is he were like, oh, you guys are really cool. Or you guys are nuts. It's like, yeah. there's no in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I bet you they were probably in an RV. Yeah, they were. Correct. Yeah, basic <laughs> RV. Yeah, it mm-hmm. makes sense. Uh, what I think is super, was super unique is, uh, I would say, I don't know, maybe seven months ago or so, I probably found your channel. And uh, I actually saw the the hoop, the basketball hoop on the bus. And I thought yeah. that was so unique. It was so different. I'd never seen anybody else with a basketball hoop on the bus. And, like, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, it would be awesome to just, like, shoot some hoops, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool. We got it out. We were in uh, Joshua Tree. There was a bunch of us there, um, and we got it out. And it was just cool to be playing basketball like in the middle of the desert. It was just such like a, I don't know, such like an oxymoron. It was just like really yeah. strange. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Home me too. Yeah. We both played basketball our whole lives, so That's it's nice. So it was kind of nice to have that on the road with us. I guess. Is it official size? Oh yeah, regulation oh, height ten foot. Wow, nice. <laughs> messing around. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. funny, it's like. <laughs> being on a basketball team something you miss about a more stationary life or is there anything you miss about you know we were, life? we were actually talking about that yesterday that it would be cool to like join like a summer league but obviously on the road like you can't really like jump from team to team we mm-hmm. want um the series a new series on netflix um last, last chance you and yeah. that kind of made me miss being on a team i was like oh they're i don't know just that like team aspect of like like having fun and but then you have your team of people that are living life on the road so yeah. it's that's the road oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i'm sure that we could like figure out something where we could set up an on the road basketball league <laughs> league that would be, be so cool. awesome that'd be awesome man <laughs> so i feel like some people are worried before getting into van life about that it might be lonely maybe if they're traveling you know especially solo travelers but couples as well how have you found it being like meeting new friends or like you know creating this nomadic tribe of people i think it's like the complete opposite like i'm in like where we used to live i would hardly speak to like anyone on the street wherever we pull up we're guaranteed to strike a conversation with two or three people that are parked near us just because you have that common that common interest you're all going through the same struggles of like filling up your tanks dumping your tanks all that finding parking and like you'll you'll have such like a common ground that like we've met so many cool people on the road, which is like tenfold to the people we met like in our regular lives, just going to work and going to going home kind of thing. So I think like I don't, I wouldn't even be scared about like if I was like a solo traveler, I don't even think I'd be worried because you meet so many interesting people. And I feel like everyone's always on the same path, like. In the winter, everyone goes to Arizona and then they go to Florida and there's like this whole route that everyone kind of takes. And there's different festivals. There's like Schooly Palooza. There's tiny house festivals in Florida, Georgia, and I mean, really all over. So if you're, I think if you're a solo traveler and you're like worried about meeting people, that would be the best place to start. It's definitely mm-hmm. one of the best things about this is just the community and the people involved in it. Without the people, like this, this would suck. Just like driving around the country, just us two, just like going from place to place. I, want, I mean, I wouldn't suck, but it wouldn't be us. No, no, no. <laughs> wrong word. You know what I mean. <laughs> we we know what you mean. 
We yeah. got you. No worries. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very unique experience, like being with your partner and exploring all these places, seeing all these wonderful places. But then when you involve just random strangers in that, it definitely makes it highlights the experience, makes it even more fun. Like, because who knew you were going to meet that person out there? You know, that is now right. like one of your best friends, or like you from time to time just happen to meet up with them. Uh, you know, that's that's one of the greatest things about the journey that we're all on. Um, speaking of like meeting people. How did you guys meet? So we met in England. Kelsey was studying over there. Um, and we were both like involved in the basketball team at the, the university we were at. Um, I worked for like the basketball side and Kelsey was studying. Um, and that's how we met. Yeah, we lived next door to each other. And Jamie thought I was an annoying American when I first met him. And then I won him over with buffalo I mean, chicken some, dip. Some things don't change. <laughs> <laughs> All it takes is uh, that buffalo chicken dip to get oh, to the that's the joke is that we fought we fell in love over buffalo chicken dip because he was like can you make me more of that and he he didn't like me at the time he just really was using me for my dip <laughs> does all the rest of the food hold up to that buffalo chicken dip oh yeah she can right, cool, cool. she's the best cook so then why did you guys decide um usa versus england for bus life i think england isn't really as doable like you can't really i mean there's a lot of people that are stationary and have and live in buses and maybe go to like campgrounds or something but i think van life is more yeah you couldn't drive this bigger rig around the england like countryside roads Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well so we were talking to some friends who have rv and they're really like deep in the rv community and like class a rvs which are basically the size of a bus don't even exist in europe like they don't come there at all because they're Mm -hmm. just too big yeah, the roads are so small. The cars are small. Just yeah, near, like lower bridges too, right? Yeah. But if you yeah. guys were considering maybe downsizing, you know, you mentioned that briefly, but like if you could move into a van, um, is that something that you would want to do around Europe or do you have any future plans to kind of head across the ocean? Yeah, I would love to do like Europe. It's just, there's so much to see and it's just, it's beautiful. I think it's a whole nother ball game, but yeah. it's definitely something we've like talked about and thought about just mm-hmm. like, like going into every country, like get the passports, the visas, you have an English passport. I have a American. So there's so many different like factors and, and we have a cat too, like mm-hmm. getting her. So it's something we definitely have like talked about, but I don't, I don't know if we'll, I don't know. We'll see. How is the, how is your cat adjusted to the lifestyle? She loves it. She, lives, she right now? She's she probably, lives the best life. She's like, probably staring out the window right yeah. now or something. <laughs> Not normally. Like, people will just walk by and she's just in the front window of the bus, like, looking around. And Yeah, she's she's adjusted really well. She's more, I think she's friendlier since we've been on the road, like, with people. And, yeah. Um, yeah, she is. She doesn't have a hard life at all. She, she lives a pretty good she's life. She's living a good life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's almost the best life for a pet. Like uh, to be able to travel around, see different places, have like new smells, and yeah. like you know, because a cat that's just staring at the same yacht all the time, I'm sure it gets old to them. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was um I was actually having that whole thought about the the bus life thing, like converting a bus. They they are beautiful. They're they're very big. You know, it, uh, you have a lot of extra space. Basically, like a whole apartment. Yeah, but I was thinking about like traveling to other places, you know, like and and how difficult it may be. If you could do it again, would you start with a van? Uh, we 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 know. could definitely do smaller. 
for mm-hmm. sure. Maybe I think, a short bus. Like Kelsey said before, it was like we we'd never like been in this kind of size. So like for us to go from like an apartment to like a van, it, it just kind of scared us. And I don't think mm-hmm. I think we kind of just like dismissed it like without even thinking about it. We we're like, yeah. oh, like, what's the next downsize? So then I think that's why we stuck on a bus. We we're like, yeah, this is doable. That's, this isn't like too much smaller than an apartment. And for, uh, for a cat, I think adjusting to living in a bus is way better than being in a van like for her. But I, I think at the time I didn't really realize how big some vans are. Like I just think like minivan or like your classic van. I don't think I don't I'd never been in one or seen one. Yeah, like a long wheelbase is like it's pretty roomy. Yeah, yeah. really. Uh, 100% agree with that. Uh, what do your family and friends think about your travels? Um previous to you starting traveling and then now post to you guys traveling my parents like my side of the family have always been that like, super supportive like for me to even say like yeah i'm moving to america they're all on board like they've been they've been awesome and like, they're, they're always like where are you guys now like oh where are you trying to go next they're always like keeping tabs on us. his mom like tracks our subscriber count so like yesterday we hit twenty five thousand, and she messaged us and we were like, oh, we didn't even realize. She's like, good job, guys. You She's hit. our number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. That's that's amazing, by the way, that 25,000 subscribers. That's a lot of people uh, tagging along for your adventures, you know? Right. Yeah. Every single one of them. And, and just I, to think, you were only doing like monthly vlogs and we're like, ah, I don't know. And then you're like, you know what? There are people that want to see it and it proves it. Yeah, now it's it, more than just our parents that watch it. Yeah, right. <laughs> nope. Um, but yeah, my my family's been extremely supportive too. We've been really lucky in that way. Like, I mean, obviously, like my extended family, like my grandma didn't really understand. Like when I first told her, like, I'm gonna live in a bus, she kind of was like a little like just more confused about it than anything. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, my parents let us live in their house while we like converted the school bus and have always been so supportive about it. And it's like, it's like weirdly supportive. Like I, I was like, are you guys sure you're okay with this? Like, we're going to have a full size bus in your driveway. And they're like, yeah, come on. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think like secretly down inside, they wish that they were doing something like that? Or like maybe yeah. when they were younger, they were like, oh, I really want to travel, but didn't get to. They've now, you're getting about, out of they've talked about retirement doing something along these lines. Like an RV or, cause I've told them they're not going to convert their own school bus. I mean, maybe. Mm. Maybe we could do it for them if they want. Right. But there's like ones that obviously go up for sale all the time. So I've sent them links to that. But I think I think they're more RV lifers, like going to campgrounds, having the comfort of the AC always running and, and stuff like that. But yeah, I think I think they'd really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, to each their own. You know, we all have our different creature comforts that we need on the road. And if you need to be plugged in 24-7 to, you know, enjoy exploring, then that's cool too. But there's definitely that different element for van life bus life that you know you're off grid you're going to these like wild places Mm -hmm. what's some of the you know best views you've had from the bus oh the badlands badlands is like everyone needs to go to the badlands (laughs) at one point or another i think it's like the number one boondocking yeah i think it's like yeah and like the the campedium ranked or whatever yeah the badlands and i think that was one of the first places that we actually went that was like spectacular so it hit home like it hit us a bit harder as well so that was definitely one of the best views um and then the other ones have just been like it doesn't necessarily revolve around the place it's more of like who was there like we've been in like just like the the flat desert where it's like it's cool but like end of the day it's just like flat sand 
Mm-hmm. But there was like six, six buses and a few vans there. And it was just, it was just like the best two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it relies, um, goes back to the point we were saying about community. It's like whoever's there, that's what makes like a place where you're camping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of un- unbelievable that we're like kind of at the will of the people around us, you know, all the time, everywhere we go, we're looking for people to be nice and positive, you know, and uh, if you were having other experiences where everybody was negative and, really not nice people, your experience would be much worse, you know? So I think that really proves a big point on how wonderful people are out there, you know, because I feel like a lot of us are like, we're enjoying this life and wanting to do it more. It just goes to show how wonderful it is out there. Yeah. And if you ever catch a bad egg, you can just get up and drive away, which is really Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you say, uh, on, in your whole time traveling, how many bad eggs have you even came across? Oh, like, but there's not been, there's not been. There's been like crazy people we've come across, yeah. but yeah, like yeah. now, like bad people. Yeah, uh-huh. it's more at like campgrounds than anything. Like if you're stacked on top of people, like you're bound to have one like crazy person, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah we've we've hardly met. There's no one that I've met in this community. And I'm like. I can't hang out with that person. In like, the, yeah. that's Everyone I've met is like super cool. And that's hard for me. Like, I'm very like, I've, sometimes I can be very like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Leave me alone. Yeah. Like I've never <laughs> had a situation. Like, I've never found anyone where I'm like, ugh. like everyone's super cool. And like, we're all just in it for the right reason, the same reasons, the right, yeah. Reasons, whatever. Yeah. I feel like everyone's just so cool in this community. Nice. Um, you guys mentioned before that you have a business that you're running now together. Is that how you're kind of supporting your travels? And like, what is that business that you have? Yeah, so we just have like a few revenue streams, like um, our YouTube. We're just about to uh, launch some clothing. We actually, before we got into the bus, we had our own clothing company and then we stopped it when we when we hit the road. But now we've started up again. We've got our, our T-shirt printing. So we've been doing it all in the bus um, and then shipping everything out from the bus and everything. So that's been really, really exciting. And there's a, we've got a little show and tell. Oh, yeah. I haven't released these yet. So this is like a little, so this is the same, if not now, when that's painted. Ah, nice. I like it. And then that little signature is like K and J. So Perfect. Cool. And yeah, we're going to print them all in the bus, do the packaging, do everything ourselves. And it'll just be like a fun little thing to to do for a little bit get back to it yeah and then we also do um filming for another youtube channel tiny house giant journey so Mm. they're she's nearing on like a million subscribers so i guess when you get to that level you can hire people to to do some stuff you don't want to do work yeah and she's she just had a kid so she's kind of like not traveling as much anymore obviously Mm -hmm. um what kind of videos are you filming for her what kind of content it's all like tiny house tours Okay, cool. We get to like go to some really cool places. That's what I love about it. Yeah. I just get to see like really cool, cool spots. So it's either like Airbnbs or just different people within the schoolie. And um, I don't know if she does vans, but I think it's like schoolies, RVs. Um, yeah. Yeah, all kind of anything like tiny, tiny house, really. Tiny so the, the video that you guys put up this week, that Airbnb, was that due to the same uh, relationship that you guys have with, yeah. the, with the job? Yeah. And that's going to be such a cool one. That yeah. whole property, every single, every single uh, tiny house. He had like seven tiny houses. They were so cool. So yeah. yeah. Was- <laughs> <That's> 
<laughs> that that view from from up top was uh was pretty spectacular even even here in florida you know you get to see the birds flying by like you were saying waking up to the before the sun rises is like one of those magical things uh, yeah i think that that place looked like it was very beautiful that place was yeah it was insane he was just like do you want to go on a bucket lift and see the the moon rise and the sun rise and we're like what what are you talking about and the next thing we know we're like 150 feet and in the air like (laughs) but I feel like living this lifestyle and like having a job like that stuff like that kind of happens a lot which is really cool like just like Mm -hmm. random things that you would never expect well yeah you get offered a lot more opportunities or just like experiences that you would never just find on your own or like if you were living in an apartment somewhere it would have literally never crossed your plate yeah yeah exactly so you're in Florida now. Do you have, you know, your upcoming itinerary? Where are you guys heading? What's your next couple of months look like? So we're currently just making our way up the East Coast. Um, right now we're hanging out with the hard drive bus, helping mm-hmm. them build their bus. It is good. They got this gorgeous mural on the back. Yeah, it's going to be really colorful and like pastel-y. It's really pretty. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Um, so yeah, we're just hanging out with them for a little bit, helping them build their bus. <clears throat> and then we'll probably... Keep going up the East Coast, see Kelsey's family back in Connecticut, hang out with them for a little bit, and then figure out another route and where we're heading next. Yeah, we might right. do Alaska with everyone. We're not that would really... be cool if the borders open and yeah. all that stuff. Like in the summertime. Yeah, so. well, that's actually where we're planning to be going as well as to Alaska in the summertime. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Maybe we can all... We can all... Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, definitely. We'll have to talk ferry rides and you know what's allowed right now because you have to actually put your self and your rig on a ferry to get up there or you can put your rig on a boat and then fly up mm-hmm. which is i think a little bit less expensive but not without uh, it's all very expensive <laughs> yeah so, we've, that- we've heard you can go through canada but you can't stop you literally have to you yep. have like you have like 10 days to drive through canada or something so they've actually you have to have um a business a, like a job waiting for you in alaska yes. so you have to have a time like a letter from the business that says like we need Kels and Jay in Alaska to do xyz and then because I think people were taking advantage of the tourism you know like oh I just need to get back to Alaska so unless you have a residency or like a job they're not letting you drive once you once you are there though you will be able to commute back gotcha because mm-hmm. America doesn't care. They're like, just come on. Well, and your permanent residency is in America. Correct. Yeah. So like you're just returning from Alaska mm-hmm. back to your home address, gotcha. basically. Yes. Um, but yeah, there's it's still the restriction of the seven days. You know, you have to just like boogie mm-hmm. from yeah. Alaska back to Seattle. Hopefully it ends soon. Like hopefully sometime in the summer we'll be able to. I don't know. Because if not, it's, it, it's kind of worth waiting for like – because. Um, our friend Alex has been there before and he said there's so many places to stop like on the way and that it was yeah. worth it. Yeah, BC and like uh, Yukon and all that stuff up there is absolutely beautiful from what we've heard. And we we have yet to experience that ourselves and we really want to do the drive for that those reasons. And yeah. you got to realize the view going this going north is much different than the view coming south. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. There's so much to see. And we've never heard like, any bad thing about it. Yeah, Alex everyone we spoke to about it is like you have to do it. Like it's unreal. 
our friend Alex, he lived in the Yukon, like in the winter, and he still he was like it was only sunny for like two hours a day. But he loved it. And he always talks about it. And he was supposed to go back, but with the borders being shut, he just like kind of got stuck in America. So mm-hmm. he's more of like he loves the cold weather. So <laughs> he was traveling with us for a little bit and then it got too hot and he was like, I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the opposite of a lot of van lifers. It's like, yeah, you know, right. get me to the heat. <laughs> I think I might be the only one on the same page as him. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, but thank you guys so much for being here. We'll definitely put the links for all of your YouTube channel and things like that in the description below so people can come and find you. Um, do you have any advice, final advice for people who are thinking about getting into van life, bus life, RV life, whatever it might be? Oh, um... I think if you're thinking about it, you just got to do it. Like you just, the hardest part is like buying the bus or bu- like once you have the bus or the van, in your driveway, you guys know there's no going back. You're like, okay, we're, we're doing this. So I feel like you just kind of have to like, there, there will never be a perfect time. Like you'll never have the the best, the most amount of money that you'd like, or like there's certain things like it'll never be perfect and it's never perfect for anyone. So if you're, if you're thinking about it and you've been thinking about it for a while, I think the best advice is just to kind of dive into it jump in bulls deep <laughs> yes yes i mean there's tons of research out there for everybody actually a perfect segue to tell you guys about the book you know we uh, we have a book out there that alex has has written and it's wonderful it tells you how we got into bus uh van life bus life rv life whatever you want to call it uh it is called van life uh daydream today life uh to dream life sorry <laughs> but <laughs> daydream to dream life I live in a van down by a river. So you guys can check that out for sure on Amazon. Um, But yeah, we we appreciate you guys coming on the, on the live chat on the podcast and uh, we'll definitely hang out some other time for sure in the future. Yeah. yeah, Thank you guys. Maybe in Alaska or something. And we'll definitely check that book out. Sounds great. (laughs) All right. Thanks guys. Thanks for having us. Man, that conversation with Kels and Jay was awesome. We had such a great time talking with them. I can't wait for the moment that we get to hang out on the road for real because that was such a quick little blip that we got to see them. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, too, it's interesting to listen to nomads who've been on the road for a while talk about how they don't ever really have a destination. Like, yeah, maybe they need, you know, a general idea of like, okay, we're heading north or okay, we need to be kind of on the other side of the country by a certain time, but it's very much like fancy free. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, especially when you first start van life, it's really easy to get wrapped up in like the plans of everything, like figuring out exactly where you're going to go and having a schedule. And like, maybe you don't feel comfortable sleeping, boondocking. So you're booking campgrounds every single night and then you have to get to the next campground because you have a reservation and, you know, so it's interesting to hear people who are just very much in the flow of life. Yeah, you become way more of a free spirit, I feel like. Like, where your travels take you to so many different places, and you're, like, randomly saying yes to things. Where previously you would probably be like, no, nah, I'm good, I'm going to go here where I've planned to go. And I think a big part of van life is sort of going with that flow of saying yes more more than no. Yes. Exactly. You should yeah. be saying yes more than no. I feel like all of our best experiences have been when we just said yes and, you know, took somebody up on an offer or 
a recommendation or whatever it might be, you know, people are put in your path for a particular reason. And so, you know, if someone's like, wow, that was the best hike I ever did in my life, like you should for sure do it, do it, you know? Yeah, it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to see something that you would have never thought to see before, because guess what? That's why those people are recommending it to you and you haven't heard of it, you know? So yeah, I, I think that is a amazing opportunity to just get out there, live life on the road, live free, especially in times like now. Yeah. It's definitely interesting talking to like my friends who've been, you know, locked up in their apartments and, you know, various cities for it's basically we had the one year anniversary of COVID a couple like a week or so ago. Yeah. So it's interesting to see that like, you know, in that whole year, we have friends who've literally basically been locked in their houses the whole time yeah and we've been especially the kind of the opposite yeah Yeah. definitely the canadian (laughs) ones but um yeah it's just like interesting because you know frankie and i neither of us have contracted covid um knock on wood but we travel safe and we travel like carefully when we're out there on the road we also aren't normally around a lot of people and whenever we are around anybody we're normally outdoors so we have a much lower chance of possibly contracting COVID, uh, which I, I think is another great thing about this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You can definitely seclude yourself as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when the pandemic hit and we were on the road, you know, we just started avoiding cities. Oh, yeah. Like we were like, we don't want to be downtown anywhere. It's so funny know? because I feel like everybody's like, hey, but small towns, you know, are having a bad problem and whatnot. But that's small towns where people are meeting up indoors and, and doing a lot well, of things. Or even still, like like you said, we're traveling very safely. So, yeah. you know, if we are rolling into that small town, we're literally just there to get gas and groceries and yeah, leave. And then, or go out you know? into the middle of nowhere and be by ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, so. so it's not like we're like walking around commingling with people while we're there. Yeah, it's a very amazing opportunity to have right now. Yeah, I think it's probably the best, safest, most ideal, least expensive way to travel, mm-hmm. you know, and so like it's it's hard to travel anywhere right now. There's so many rules and regulations yeah. and you know, and depending on where you live or what country or state that you're in, you know, the mm. rules and regulations around you are going to be different, but you know, I think it's pretty safe to travel in your own backyard. Yeah, I think so too. But with all of that being said, I think we're going to sign off now. If you guys go and check out Kels and Jay's YouTube channel, make sure to let them know that FNA sent you. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. We will see you guys in the next episode. Until then, I hope you have an FNA day. Oh, yeah. Bye. If you guys are loving this FNA podcast and you want more, you're in luck. We've decided to release a special, exclusive podcast every single month that's going to take you way more behind the scenes on what van life is really like. All you have to do is just join our Patreon, and we're going to hook you guys up. Patreon is a website where you can support creators that you love, hopefully like us, FNA Van Life. For a small monthly donation, you guys are going to get more podcasts from us and also direct access to our YouTube videos before they even come out. Go to fnavanlife.com slash Patreon to sign up today and get instant access to so much behind-the-scenes content.